0: Welcome to the Luminous Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at LuminousAnglican.com. Hey, this is the Ascension Sunday, and we're looking at Luke 24, 44-53. And then he said to them, These are my words that I have spoken to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, the Psalms, must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and arise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and see, I am sending you what my father promised. So stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany and lifted up his hands and blessed them while he was blessing them he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, blessing God. This is the gospel of our Lord. Many years ago, My first Sunday that I attended this beautiful old historic church in Nashville, I got out of my car and began to walk from the parking lot to the church. And in the air was the sound of bagpipes. It was extraordinary and beautiful and so unique. It was Ascension Sunday and I was walking in to St. Bartholomew's Episcopal Church. We affectionately called St. B's. This began a wonderful, deep, rich and formative season of my life. Thursday was the official Ascension Day. Today, on Sunday, we celebrate this together. It's recorded in... Acts and Luke by Luke the reality of the ascension is this God descends to become human and ascends to remain human as my friend Father Kenneth Tanner says The ascension was so threatening to the power base in Jerusalem that the leaders assassinated the first person to speak about it openly. Stephen stood to preach a sermon that indicated a stiff-necked people. When he finished the message, the crowd was really tense, and Stephen gave his final benediction. He looked up into the skies and declared what he saw from Acts 7 56, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. So Stephen's martyrdom reveals empowering believers to face even the most violent opposition with grace and forgiveness. It also demonstrates the disruptive nature of the ascension, challenging earthly powers and exposing them to the reality of God. And friends, we cannot separate our witness from the way. Witness in the Greek comes from martyrus, which is where we get martyr. We see our witness being hijacked, challenged, strengthened. In many different ways. Witness is not about projecting or imposing our will and our beliefs on other people. Witness is to bear a resemblance and a hope to those that we encounter. We experience X and we reflect Y. Henry Nouwen wrote, Life lived eucharistically is always a life of mission. We live in a world groaning under countless loss. This is the world we are sent into. With burning hearts and open ears, open eyes, open hearts. Jesus opening their minds to the scriptures is a substantial acknowledgement. For It is meaning that they are opened to Jesus and opened with Jesus. Ponder this. In the ascension of Jesus, he is united, heaven and earth. In a way, completing the incarnation. In the incarnation, Christ took on human flesh. And the ascension, he brought that flesh, nature, to heaven Thus united heaven and earth <laughs> much more than a sloppy wet kiss if you know you know ascension marks the point at which Jesus physical humanity created a way for the spirit his departure from their sight meant that for a time that they were going to have to acknowledge and rest in the knowledge of the resurrection without his physical presence. In this way, his ascension required them to prepare themselves for what the rest of us rely on today. A Holy Spirit that draws us into witness, into embodiment. Luke twenty four thirty. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us? While he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us, while he was opening himself to us. See, there's an echoing and a foreshadowing here of the ascension. Kyrios and Lasis, Jesus is Lord. This is one of the earliest confessions of the Christian faith. Confessing that Jesus was Lord, meaning, among other things, that Caesar wasn't. This was the baseline belief from the very beginning. To confess Jesus as Lord in the light of the resurrection, the light of his ascension, it feels like transcend and include. This is the undercurrent of our weekend together at Luminous Project a few weeks back. Thanks to Mark Byrd and those there, this resonating cadence throughout the weekend was transcend and include. This could mean so many different things in so many different contexts. But many have alluded to this thought. David Benner, Wilbur, Richard Rohr, they all speak of this embodiment of our soul, spirit, and God. A word about iconography. When you walk into the sanctuary at Luminous from the lobby, or maybe you're dropping students off or kids, or you're getting coffee, you come back into the sanctuary, you will see an icon on your left of martyrs from Syria. An icon that we shared this past week from iconographer from Ukraine, Ivanka Doncha. It was of the ascension and it resonated with many of us. We can relearn, we can reclaim a lot from our Eastern Orthodox sisters and brothers to transcend and ascent we can reorder our gaze towards imaginary creative beauty the imagery that we find within iconography is to prompt us into belief reflect reorder our minds our hearts our practices This fall we are going to be introducing iconography as a spiritual practice, as a part of our comprehensive course that we will call the luminous path. I saw a post from this week, probably posted by a a Theobro of some sort, posing the question, and I'm sure he really wasn't looking for a conversation, but he posted the what is the greatest threat to Christianity? And a guy whom I distantly know posted one word or one name, Jesus. His answer was that Jesus was the greatest threat to Christianity. And in that context, I think that he's right. We have a cultural understanding of Christ where we boycott and are known for what we stand against, not really what we stand for. We project what we stand for by our boycotts, but the embodiment and being witnesses of Jesus requires more of us than not shopping at a specific store or going to a specific region There's more at stake here. Our witness is affected by how we are known and how we treat others. Are we door holders and place setters? Or are we bullies and bouncers? Standing guard at the gate or at the door to decide who gets in, who is in, who's out. Bishop Dan said last week that God has always been close and always will be to all of us. We see an image of our maker on every human we encounter. Transcend and include. May we ascend with this reality that God is with us, God within us, God always and everywhere for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to LuminousAnglican.com. Peace be with you.